the one of the witnesses from the insurrection from the riots that day. Oh, well, right. yeah. What's funny is that every single congressperson that was there that day was a witness. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. good fucking point. Hundred <laughs> percent. Wow. <laughs> that really brings it home, doesn't it? What up, world? Welcome back to another fantastical episode of the Amer Podcast. Fantastic. With yours truly, Blake Mannion, and the Ameripod crew. Nobody else quite like us. <laughs> Many have uh, tried. True. They all have failed. <laughs> Today is Thursday, January 14th, 2021. For those of you listening in the future. Which is everybody. So it's been a crazy week since we talked to you last. We're here to uh, to review it. And uh, we got the usual crew in the house tonight from the Denver metro area. John Anderson, how's it going? Oh, you know, just feeling a little bit like it's 1860. So I'm doing great. How are you? 1860. 1860. Uh, 1860. You, mm. I don't you know. know. Are you a fan on that? Uh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> also in the Denver metro area, John Kelly. How are you, sir? Fine. Fine. Just, just a dandy. Just dandy. It's another real upper that we're bringing you this week. <laughs> I know we've been we've been doing a lot of downer episodes lately, but this one really is just a, a real upper. You're going to feel jazzed mm. after this one. Mm. Yes. Mm. Not real jazzed, but we will play you some jazz so you at least hear the jazz. Maybe even feel the jazz. <laughs> Where's Miles Davis when you need him? At our West Coast correspondent, Mr. Tyler Grillo. How are you tonight? Hello. Oh, you know, I'm just riding that uh, Schadenfreude and high, you know, just, just, <laughs> just riding it right off into the fucking into the fucking apocalypse. Right Have now. you into the sunset? Have you been enjoying? I I saw a uh, a court document today that was like this guy was contacted by an. Uh, FBI agent for his videos in the Capitol building that he took, and he he wrote an email that that it quote said hi nice FBI lady, and then went on to say I can't upload the files because they're too big. What I can do is put them on YouTube and then send you the links. Does that work? And she was like, sure, that works. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next three paragraphs are literally like, and then you know whatever the fuck his name was uploaded the first link fbi lady clicks on first link you know stupid criminal uploads second link fbi lady clicks on second link it was amazing amazing as 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 more video and more information has come out from the uh insurrection that occurred last week there there really is just I don't want to make light of some of the people that were involved, but some of the people, man, when you see the videos and the stuff, the way they reacted, they literally had no idea what they were doing there. It doesn't make it right, but you can tell some of these people are really, truly uninformed hey. and, and idiotic. Hey, if there's one thing I learned from last week, it's that man bear pig is real. Right. Oh, <laughs> that guy was a whole, the, the organic food in jail guy, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it still has been Tyler. interesting. My money's still on Tyler in the shamanic battle. Just <laughs> right, say. I'll take it. I'll take him anytime, anywhere. You heard it here first. It it has been interesting this week because, like, when you first saw these folks on television, you were like, "This is a bunch of fucking buffoons." 
like these people are are you know the economic anxiety people as we would say uh but as you continue to see the court documents it's like oh no wait these are off-duty cops they're off-duty firefighters they're off-duty military personnel they are in one case the son of a new york supreme court justice uh these people in a lot of cases are not the like economic anxiety people we like to kind of poke fun at these mm-hmm. people are in a lot of cases like in important positions in society that i think the stereotype doesn't necessarily portray and we should we really need to come to terms with that for the future no though i mean i think we mentioned it last week you know talking about the support for trump by police unions and firefighter unions right is that it's yeah. not it's not surprising that there would be people there there is a there is a difference right um between people who were really spurring and leading the charge and at the front of the insurrection and people who were standing in the back, like down on the Capitol lawn with their phones. Yeah. It's still I, all These are the people who are getting arrested. No, that I'm talking right, about. No, no, it's I, not... know it's, I know it's across. What I'm saying is that um, I, guess, I, I guess the point I'm trying to make here, and, and I'm doing it in a really circular, not a great way of doing it, is that um, – the discussion around the people that are within this mob are feels like it's a lot different in the media than where like Black Lives Matter protests happened and when there was violence that happened in those. And we don't necessarily have to get into that right now, but I think there is a double standard here about judging who is where on the blame po- totem, right? W- within right. the larger insurrection. Um, but yeah, you know, you're right, yeah. John, that there is very scary things coming from the people who are really serious about throwing an insurrection, right? We're talking well, about it looks weapons, like it was funded bombs, zip ties. And, and there was funding from the uh, National Republican Attorney General's Society or Association or whatever. People have resigned in that organization already. So the point I, I, I want to drive home to our listeners is that I think that there is a stereotype out there of these people are just stupid buffoons. And I think that that is um, a stereotype that is to our detriment when we're trying to effectively respond to this insurrection. Yeah. And, and I saw an article that w- it put it a good way that was like, the the like kind of run of the mill Trump supporters and these people who seem to like clearly there are at least a some portion of people who like yeah were very unaware of the, the potential consequences of what they were doing. Um, those people are like fill out is what they were saying. Like the group, like they're not like the leaders. They're not the people, but they come and they fill out. And the part of what the article was talking about was how um, problematic that is when it's a crowd of white supremacists, you know, there's white supremacists, neo-Nazis, you know, the neo-Nazis, the, you know, there's that, that picture going around, like, the, the Kekistan flag, which is, like, you know, the white supremacist, the green flag or whatever, him standing there waving it, and all these Trump people behind him and in front cheering him on, right? Like, those, like, they are comfortable being in a, like, normal Trump supporters are comfortable being in a crowd with those types of people, right? So that was, um, it was talking like that, about, like, filling it out. But they're not necessarily the leaders. And I've seen some videos this week come out of that were taken inside with some of the leaders. And it's very clear that they're like they're in there. They're telling people where to go. Right. And they're mapping out in real time. They're looking at the schematics. And now there is also 
these reports coming out, we're talking. We uh, one of the things we want to talk about today is unfortunately what we have learned in the past uh, week since we were or so since we were on with you all before is that actually it is maybe perhaps worse than we originally thought in terms of the prep ahead of time, including that some of the organizers of the uh, stop the seal and others or who are just at least part of it and part of the siege at least uh, siege is one word I've heard or insurrection or coup all of these I think are appropriate in their own way. Choose your word. Choose your word. Um, but it was, uh, that those people were, um, I mean, this is still being investigated, um, but there are some reports that they were given a tour of the Capitol, um, in a couple of days, in the previous days leading up to it by some Congress people. By some or their Congress staff. People. Or the, or, there's or their pretty staff, damning right? footage about it. I think it was pretty, and I'm sure there's, there's not a lot to investigate with that one. So, yeah. uh, the, this came sorry, from, quick note, quick, yeah, quick yeah, yeah. Note, just to complete that thought, uh, is the organizer of the stop the steal said himself. Um, who let us also um, just note, not a white person, um, just to note, uh, not a white person, um, uh, which that is a, also a conversation there around the tokenizing of who gets to be seen for various reasons. And then also um, we can get into the whole thing about how white supremacy is internalized. But anyways, um, that person himself reported that he had been in touch with three of the con- three Congress people directly uh, in help with organizing uh, the event. And um, so uh, it is, I mean, again, completely uh, un- uh, not unclear if that's 100% true, but it appears to be true. And the the res- the reconnaissance um, bit of this comes from Representative uh, Mickey Sherrill, who's a Democrat from New Jersey. She's a uh, former helicopter pilot, Navy helicopter pilot. And I would recommend to our listeners to go and watch the video of her talking about this. I think she was she was actually on Rachel Maddow the other day. And it's really interesting because she talks about, you know, I, as a former veteran, was trained to, you know, notice things that are out of place in uh, for an eye towards security. And the day before this happened, I noticed people milling around in groups uh, in the Congress building, which is unusual because there are no tour. There have been no tours since March. You're not allowed to give tours. You're not allowed to give tours, even right. if you're a representative. And so she noticed this and she uses the word reconnaissance, which I think she uses very specifically as a right. veteran. And yeah. so these are, this is something, like I said last week, we need a 9 11 commission investigation into this shit. And if any Congress people were involved in this, they need to be held accountable because that is. A usurpation of the United States government. Right. My understanding right. is they are going to open that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, they are going to open that. Also, side note: Jersey girls are going to defend the Constitution. That's <laughs> yeah, boy. Up, always. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> right. Well, what was it the one we were talking about earlier in the week in, in our group chat that that's the that uh, the Pat Oswalt thing? That's why uh, the mob was so quick to fight the Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, 100% there needs to be a serious look at this. And um, intent needs no longer apply in this situation. I I really, um, we need to put intent out of the window in terms of whether or not people meant it is never going to really truly, we're never going to truly know. And that's especially true for congressmen and congresswomen that might have aided and abetted some of these people, right? You're never going to know if they let them in the Capitol because they're just like, oh, yeah, they're Trump supporters. They're three people from, you know, my state. Or if it's I mean, you can you can draw your own conclusions from it, what their intentions were, if they really wanted to truly incite 
the overthrow of the government or if they really were just completely ignorant about the force that they were unleashing by allowing fraudulent lies about fraud in the election and other claims to be go to go unchecked and to basically stoke egos within this movement if you might call it that but really it's an insurrection so i i just want to I, I wanted to throw that out there that intent really needs to be thrown to the side and it doesn't really matter what people thought in the weeks leading up to it um if there is clear evidence that house or senate members were supporting these directionists in any way they need to be held accountable period yeah and i don't know if it I agree with you. Maybe it doesn't matter in terms of like consequences, but I think it matters in ter- like what just for for us all to know how deep it goes. And we might know. I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe there'll, there'll be some documents that yeah. are leaked. I think there'll you can something. establish intent in some cases. Yeah, you can maybe establish intent oh, in some cases. Yeah, but there's a lot. You'll definitely me. be able to, no doubt. Yeah, but there will be gray areas. I guarantee yeah. it. Just like there was with nine eleven commission. There's going to be, be some uh, things uh, coming out. Uh, they're coming through it right now. But this hacker. All thanks to her for having this for Oh, the parlor one? Yeah, the one who just like, <laughs> went through and just took all. Like, there was like, it was like, oop, parlor's going to get deplatformed. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go through and I'm just going to rake Our... all the fucking data yep. off of it so that we can just see. Um, and it was all p- things that were public on parlor. Um, but as they go through that, that's going to be very common. <laughs> absolutely. That's hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. That's hilarious. Well, I don't want to jump the gun here because I know we'll get into it, uh, but Donald Trump was impeached for the second time yesterday, and just, <laughs> I want to make this reference real quick, right? This is like a side note to the conversation, like, oh, by the way, Trump was impeached. <laughs> um, in his in, in, the, in the debates yesterday, there were House Republicans calling for witnesses. Do you guys catch that? Mm-mm. They wanted witnesses from the... Uh, insurrection from the riots that day. I'm like, they want I, people to. I know they uh, want they want those people to come Here's there and sit. Yeah, they it's, they it's guarantee, like, well, I guarantee it. They want people to sit there and go. We were trying to just be peaceful and take and like make our voices heard. That's what Republicans well, they're trying are to run out the clock too. What's uh, funny well, is yeah. that. Every single congressperson that was there that day was a witness. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. good fucking point. Hundred <laughs> percent. Wow. That really brings it home, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, You're all witnesses already. What happened? happened? I didn't yeah. see it happen. Yeah. But, but that's yeah. the same. That's the same kind of shit, though. Unfortunately, uh, that I'm afraid we're going to continue to witness from these Republicans because only ten, only ten voted to impeach Trump yesterday. Only ten. However, there was at least one very significant congresswoman, uh, Liz Cheney, who I want to shout out. She had a really good statement. Uh, She said this is the most shameful thing a United States president has ever done. Uh, I I really appreciated her statement. And and she's in a Trump plus 43 district in Wyoming. And she still voted for it. And I mean... Holy shit, do I disagree with Liz and Dick Cheney on almost fucking everything. Almost fucking everything. However, it seems that we agree on the first principle of democracy. And so on this very liberal podcast, I just want to give a shout out to the fucking Cheney family. <laughs> yeah, Which is that's, weird. It may be the only time that's it where ever we happens. Are. Uh, but yeah, I, I think a lot of us that are in the center and on the left wanted to see more from the Republicans 
with what happened. I think there's still too much acceptance from the mainstream wings of the Republican Party that maybe this wasn't so bad. Maybe we can spin this politically to make sure that we don't alienate too much of our base. I mean, it's still a political calculation for a lot of them, and that has to be understood. But Jay, Liz Cheney did the exact right thing, was just step up for what's really important in this country, which is the rule of law and the Constitution. Um, you know, uh, it, it, I was really proud of the Democrats for pushing through the impeachment quickly and making a statement with it, saying that it's not OK that this happened. If this was any other president, everybody would be appalled because it's Donald Trump and he's pushed the limits so far of what's acceptable. People just are like, OK, he's gone in a week. Let's not do anything about it but we you can't let anyone get away with that right <laughs> it right. sets such and, a de- dangerous precedent if you allow presidents re- to hold rallies on days when they lose elections just to specifically to stop from losing it's or and the republican house caucus is full of a bunch of shitheads yeah. i think a hundred and uh, uh, over a hundred of them i think a majority of them have uh even after the insurrection voted to invalidate the election. However, I'm interested to see what's going to happen in the Senate. Um, Mitch McConnell came out and and leaked to the media that um, he was, quote, pleased that the Democrats were impeaching Trump, and this might be the time to ax him from the party. I saw last a, a tweet last night that James Clyburn, Democrat of South Carolina, uh, expects conviction in the Senate. Yeah. I think it makes sense for a lot of Republicans. We need uh, 17 or 18 Republicans to vote yes, or we need 20 Republicans to just not be there, or we need some version of the two. And I think it makes sense for a whole lot of Republicans to not have Donald Trump in the party anymore. And so I am relatively hopeful. I think it's a a below 50% chance, but I am hopeful that there will be a conviction. And then I think the real vote is going to be barring him from federal office. And I believe that they need the conviction in order to do that. Unless you go under the 14th Amendment, so maybe um, because there's a clause uh, seems, in the 14th. It seems really yeah. muddy. It seems we really muddy whether that, that for a second because not. I I was having this conversation with somebody last night and they were saying that that it could just be a simple majority vote for without the conviction, um, so that Trump doesn't run for office or cannot run for office again. And, and that is, I think, uh, possible. Um, again, I again, the rules are it, muddy. But they don't really know. For it sure. would probably have to. Uh, I mean, it would probably have to be adjudicated. <laughs> whatever Mitch McConnell wants to do, right? Whatever Mitch wants. To <laughs> yeah, do. <laughs> um, but I think that there are all sorts of incentives for a uh, wide ideological swath of the Republican Party in the Senate to not have Donald Trump on the primary field for 2024. So, uh, and then I think that there are some Republicans who are principled and realize that. If you uh, initiate an insurrection against the Congress, you sh- right. there should be some consequences. Uh, right. which you might you might have some. It'll be a weird combination of potentially some moderate Republicans, and then like who knows? Maybe Ted Cruz goes. I'll have a better chance to get elected if Donald Trump exactly. can't hold office. Yeah. So I'm going to vote to convict him. But yeah. I'm going to so vote. Gotta, I'm going to do it in yeah. a way that I'll run when I run in 2024. I can still, you know weasel my way into getting his base to support me just to make the point it is imperative for the health of our democracy going forward forever 
that this president is held accountable because the president initiated an insurrection against the Article I branch of the Constitution. And it looks like there was reporting that they were in contact with these folks. The fact that uh, Mitch McConnell is in the Gang of Eight, which is you get briefed on all the most secret intelligence shit, that means that he's way ahead of us in terms of what we know. And the fact that he is uh, basically taking the knife to Trump on this, I think is is an indicator of some very concerning things. And it is absolutely fucking imperative that these people are held accountable because this is, there are, I think, two analogies to Biden coming into office right now. And it's 1860 with Lincoln and 1932 with Roosevelt. And so we are in some shit right now and we need to make sure that there are consequences for these folks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, and I'm just going to uh, make a plug to, to our listeners to really take some time in the next week or two, because we don't know when the trial in the Senate's really going to happen. Um, no. It could be, it could it's start hard. next week. Um, the day Joe Biden's inaugurated, it could potentially start. Uh, it may not start for a hundred days afterwards. It, so who Ooh. knows? But what I will urge people to do, um, and, and this may be screaming in the vacuum since we are more of a left-wing podcast. We may not have a lot of people that listen to us what? that are central. <laughs> But, but, to, but, you know, <laughs> but, you know, to, to seriously weigh, if, if you're on the fence right now about whether or not he should be convicted in the Senate to really take a moment and think about what the arguments are going to be in the Senate, which is one on the Democratic side. If a president is allowed to do this, the precedent is set that for any future election loss, yeah. somebody can rile up a bunch of supporters and storm, try to storm the Capitol to make their voice heard, to yeah. overthrow our democratic system. On the other side, you're going to have Republicans who are going to argue that, was it truly fully insurrection? Do the words really get to that level? Or they're going to argue that it's a dangerous precedent that the House too quickly impeaches people and the Senate too quickly takes up uh, measures to try to convict someone, which can I add a third argument real quick? Of course, which is uh, some of the very bad people <laughs> in Congress are going to say the insurrection happened on November 3rd. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Of course. And you're going to have and you, you're going to have to ask yourself with all of these different pieces of information, what's more important going forward? A small minor a minority in Congress. And a losing election, trying to push through dangerous precedent or the health of our democracy together. It's not easy. There's a lot of people that voted for Trump. There's a lot of people that feel strongly that there's that our voting was not completely on the book, on the level between different states. There's serious debates that need to happen if people are going to agree with our voting system and agree that our um, system in general is going to be healthy again, but we need to get there first. And to get there first, we have to hold these people accountable and Trump specifically. And I just want to say, we need to have discussions with these folks, but there is no evidence whatsoever, period, that wide scale voter fraud happened, right. period. Yeah. It has period. been adjudicated, period. It has been adjudicated by every single fucking court that could possibly do it. Uh, that the Republicans could find to to file with uh, all the state level and local level officials have certified there was no voter fraud. 
this is a made up thing. Yeah. And so it is very scary that we have something like 40% of Republicans, I think, believe yeah. that the election was quote stolen. And so we oh, need I to it was higher bring them. That's higher now. It's like, I think it's like oh, 50 now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we need to bring those folks back home as many as we possibly can. And so we need to have discussions with them, but it is imperative that we are extremely clear about this because like money, and I think I've made this point before, money is only valuable because we all agree that it's valuable and democracy only works because we all agree that it works. And as soon as we stop agreeing that it works on some fundamental level, we are fucking broken. And the reason that that is really important is because as far as we have found, democracy is the best way to solve real problems for real people. And we have a global pandemic. We have a massive, massive economic crisis. We have a massive climate crisis. And so we need everybody to be fucking involved and we need the best possible government in order to go out and solve these fucking problems. And if we're stuck in a non-truth autocracy, it's gonna, we're, we're not going to solve any of these problems and your life's going to get a lot fucking worse. And so it's not like some high-minded ideal we're talking about. We're talking about real world on the ground, important shit that will matter for every single American. Yeah. And so fucking a and yeah like subway sandwiches have way too much bread on them less bread awesome yeah real, real important issues yeah the, how do you how do you like <laughs> bring this to earth though for people like well because honestly i feel like this is so over the top of so many people's heads you yeah know? like they don't understand that it's that we are at that level well, and I, it's built on so many lies to get there yeah in the first exactly place that are I was so say, believed in. you know there's some people who are my friend i was talking to, to a, a good comrade and buddy of mine and and uh he was like you know because we're talking about like yeah how much energy do you spend on this kind of thing it's like you know you gotta remember he said you know some people aren't coming with us and it's like yep, it's true you, you know like you got to figure out where your where your energy is i'm not saying i, I was i'm a proponent as i said in the last pod of having these conversations but also like you know find what's right for yourself and you know what's where your energy is most important but one thing i think of you know and also looking uh just to name obviously that soon <laughs> probably uh this will happen before the next pod we we uh put out the inauguration is going to happen um and that is going to uh, be a also um, day of anxiety, uh, but a troubling day, depending on, you know, another possibility for there to be some uh, violence in the, the capital. And uh, 13,000 National Guard have been... It's up to 20. 20,000. Cool. 20,000. Any person who cares about our country should be deeply concerned that we even have to have those 20,000 people yeah. in the capital of the United States. It should be deeply There's, troubling. Yeah, it's gotten They're sweeping for IEDs like it's fucking Baghdad. Right, 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 right. And, and, and that's, yeah. yeah. And, the, and the thing that I would say to some of these people, right? Like, and again, there are some people who you're just never going to, and they, they just want to play, they just want to play Patriot or whatever they think themselves as. Uh, cosplaying as Cos, military. Cosplays. Well, I've I've been calling them uh, military cosplaying neckbeards. That's how <laughs> right, I've been. Yes, right, right. That's right. Uh, neckbeards. Um, but but one thing um, that I that I thought uh, or that, that you know, is, is like at, at what level you always have to look at are your actions actually inflaming the thing that you're trying to stop? Right. In general, so like. If you're against, for example, like a military state and like, you know, the heavy funded, like federal, federal government coming in and taking your thing, well, notice that the actions that you are taking are causing 20,000 National Guardsmen to be activated uh, in the Capitol as if they are uh, like 
fucking like the you know a military police sort of which that's what happens in fascist states so it's like you there is of course this thing of like well you have to push on the state of course this is true on the left too but there's there's this eye of towards there's a, there's a line and you have to be careful that you do not bring about the very thing that you are trying to not bring about right um through your actions so i don't know that's one one thought to put out there i think it's totally legitimate and and a very very real concern we, we stand on the precipice of it in a lot of different ways. Um, there's a lot of factions within the United States that would like to see a little more um, what you might call stringent rule towards their belief system. I think it's there. But, you know, a lot of these people who consider themselves patriots over the last two months that have been fighting the Electoral College and were likely members supporting the people who went to the capital to stop the steal and the march right was are exactly that they don't want a military state they think that leftists are going to take over the country they're going to forcibly take away all their guns they're going to forcibly you know do a bunch of things to them to take away their very basic level rights which be careful what you wish for if you allow a guy like donald trump to sweep in and basically control the entire country which that's that was his goal and i think we've effectively stopped them up to this point which is why you know senate conviction is so important but you know be careful what you wish for you start aligning yourselves with authoritarian demagogues and you're gonna get that shoved down your throat eventually it's <laughs> history tells us this over yeah and over i heard <laughs> i heard a very good point the other day that was like you know people on the right should be very concerned about the precedents they're setting because what happens when fucking Hugo Chavez comes in right. on the left? Yeah. And so this is a classic point of when one person's liberty is threatened, everybody's liberty is threatened, and we cannot... Uh, the, the best way to preserve liberty is through self-government, and that is enshrined in the Capitol building, and the people who stormed it, the insurrectionists, they are... Um, not observing the first principles of democracy which is self-government in in a in a rational way like we come from the enlightenment we're we're like our country is a child of the enlightenment and it, it's about you know rational understanding of the world and so we can have our disagreements but we we cannot solve our problems through force if we expect to be uh, a house that still stands yeah, try explaining that one to Man Bear Pick. Godspeed, everybody. Man, man, bear pig, man, bear pig.